Breaking news from the Novel Society podcast. We've started a brand new book, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Brand new book, same author. Now throwing it to Ashley for a further review. (laughs) So... Um, we've, we've entered back into the Sarah J. Moss world. We're back. We're back. We're back with our favorite yeah. author to read about new characters. I'm excited. Are y'all excited? Absolutely. I'm really excited. Throwing a glass. Selena is my favorite female protagonist of all time. All time. Thank you for pronouncing her name. Cause you know, I was going to fucking ask. <laughs> yeah, it is Selena Sardothian. I was like, Sele, Sele. Selena. Ina or Selena no, or Selena. No, Selena. It's really <laughs> Selena, okay, because like, not, not for nothing, but I was slipping up and I was like, Selena. That's what I was, I was no. like. No. With, no. With a little bit of Spanish, I was, like, I was like, okay, let me. Like, it was just that's me. I was like, let me ask. Let me ask before we even get started. There you go. Because I know I'm, I'm going to fuck up the names of the countries and the name of one of the other main characters. I don't know how to say his fucking name. Okay. So I was like, let me at least get her name right. Yeah. <laughs> I even had to look at the back where they do the pronunciation. Oh, wait, did you look at it? Yeah, I looked at the back, the back to see how they pronounce, you know, because that one guy, I was like, what the fuck is this name? Yeah. Okay. Can you pronounce it for me just right now? Just is for it, good measure. It's Westfall. That's the character, right? That you're, okay. Kale? So, yes. Kale? Yes. Kale. 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 It's Kale? kale. Not Kale. Not Bitch, the, I was not saying the vegetable. Kale. It's Kale. Kale. Yes, it is. Kale. <laughs> That's what I was it's saying. Kale. Thing. It's the same thing. We got to make K-A-L-L. sure you pronounce the O. Kale. It's C-H. Is it Kale, K-O-L, or is it C-H-A-O-L? Because I said Cole. Kale. Not Kale. I'm going to call him K-O, knockout. Ding, ding. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Tekken. (laughs) Tekken. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, Mm -hmm. uh, you guys, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us some reviews. Follow us on social media at, wait, (laughs) at Instagram. Oh. Every time at <laughs> the Novel Society <laughs> podcast, shut up, shut up. Just... At the Novel Society podcast on Instagram, on TikTok, and at the Novel Society pod on Twitter. Oh goodness gracious! It's I always feel like when we come to record, it's always been a day. Like no matter what, it's just been a day. You know what that means? That means that when we record. We're like genuinely having a good time. Yeah. This is like our release. Like, you know, you really noticed that before I came on here, life was shit. (laughs) 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 Now we're going to have a good time and then I'm going to go back to that shit when we log on. (laughs) Man, that just makes me even more excited for when I can drink and record. Oh, yes. Those were fun. So uh, for this episode, we have read the first five chapters for the first episode of Throne of Glass, starting with, of course, chapter one. My first question, how do you pronounce the name of the the mining slave camp that she's in? Is it Endovier's? Endovia. Oh, she's Endovia. <laughs> Excuse me. She's at this, uh, this mining slave camp at Endovia. And she's been working these mines for, I guess, like over a year now. Which is also interesting because they said most people don't last more than a month or two. Mm-hmm. And she said that she's working here because that she was betrayed. Yeah. She has a really particular set of skills, like Liam Neeson. <laughs> a particular set of skills, man. 
Yes, a particular set of skills. So much so that they need extra security detail around her at all times. This was a lot for me reading this. I was like, first off, I was trying to picture how tall was this person? Like, how was her build? Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, damn, you need that many people? So some shit has gone down. Everybody knows something. And you need that many people to make her feel intimidated. Yeah. Apparently she's like super young too. Like she's only 18. Yeah. So a year ago, a year ago when she was betrayed, she was 17. So I was like piecing shit together and I was like... Shawty grew up fast. <laughs> like how badass is that? You know, at 17, 18 years old to be the most notorious assassin. Basically. At 17 yeah. years old. You know, when you have those little red, you know, connecting dot lines and shit. That's how I was in my head. I'm like, okay, so a year ago she would have been 17. Damn. She, wow. Okay. And the more I went, like for the first five chapters, I was like... Okay. Do you know what I was doing at 17? Taking emo pictures in my mom's bathroom. That's what I was doing at 17. <laughs> Push the bangs in the face. <laughs> and this bitch out here got a whole career. Famous career. Yes. Notorious. Notorious. Yeah. So I was just like, okay. Um, so this day is different from any other day because instead of being led back to her chambers, she is actually escorted by the captain of the Royal Guard, a.k.a. K.O., not calling him Kale. A.K.A. K.O. <laughs> Stephanie's face is like, no. She's like, I need you to call him by his name. <laughs> She's like, you're going to confuse everybody. I don't care. <laughs> and they take her to meet um, the prince of... Okay, no, wait. Ad... Adal, Adarlon? Adarlon? Adarlon. Oh, can you say that again? Adarlon or Adarlon? So they take her oh to make God. the Prince of Adderall. And Adderall? The medication? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Killing me smalls. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's where the first chapter ends. Like she's standing before him and she honestly thinks that today is the day that she's going to be beheaded. Um. So then in chapter two is basically where she officially meets the crown prince and his name is Dorian. That I can pronounce. Have... Havillard? The last name, not so much. Have oh, it is Havillard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, show off. <laughs> I kind of like the prince. I kind of like his attitude. And I was yeah. like, give me more. <laughs> I was like, give me more. What I expected from him in the very beginning was for him to be like one of those, oh, you will bow to me and you will respect me and blah, blah, blah. But he doesn't really seem like he takes his role very seriously. Especially with that whole incident where they threw Selena down to the ground. He's like, bro, we're supposed to be building a partnership with this girl. Like, you're doing the most. <laughs> when he had that conversation where the guard was like, you're going to show, you know, the utmost respect, blah, blah, blah. He's like, if she's not willing to bow, then there's nothing we could do about that. I can't force her to respect me. Right. And I was like, oh, I was like, yes. Yeah. And that's why I was like, OK, I, I like him and I'm willing to see or I'm interested to see how he kind of develops later down the line. You can tell this whole time, too, that he wants an alliance with Selena. Mm -hmm. Selena? Sel um, fuck. Silly. Selena. <laughs> <laughs> he wants an alliance okay. with Selly. And he wants an alliance with um her and his family as well. And right now, she's, like, explaining that she hates his family. But she's not, like, giving us information on like, what exactly happened. So I'm assuming that they have something to do with um, why she was captured. Like, maybe she was trying to assassinate the king. Right. And they right. put her there. 
not too sure. Yeah, this chapter also solidified for me her attitude. Mm-hmm. There's a specific thing that she mentions in this chapter that I was like, hmm. So like she talks about um, the like an incident of how many people were killed or something like that, or how many people has she killed since getting to the the um yes the prison or the slave camp when they thought that she was trying to escape. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she talks about getting to the wall, and then like Dorian looks at her and he's like, so. And she's like, do you know how far the fucking wall is from where we are? And do you know how far people usually make it when they're yes. trying to escape? Right. Three feet before they're shot was, in the back by an arrow. This bitch was, was a fingertip away from the wall. <laughs> she's like, what you're not going to do is not put no respect on my fucking name. That's what you're not going to do. That's what it is. Um, yeah, exactly. I also found it interesting, though, that when she's talking about that incident, she was like, I wasn't trying to escape. I just hmm. like I just got pissed off, and I was like, "Bitch, that's the word." You you became unhinged, unhinged and killed twenty three people. Like I wasn't trying to escape. Y'all I was like, me well, back. I was okay. like, yeah. "Okay, what kind of magic do you have?" That's where immediately I knew she's marvelous. She's marvelous. She's amazing. If I were gay, I'd be her. <laughs> like, she's, she's amazing, amazing, show stopping, <laughs> spectacular, uh, never seen before. Yes, yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Like she. She'd be my wife. Like, I'd want her. <laughs> um, I think it's important that um, when you're reading these chapters, she gives you glimpses of her mm-hmm. past mm-hmm. from her perspective mm-hmm. of what she can recall. And it's bits and pieces, puzzle pieces. But I, the, the reason why I like the way the story was written is as you go along through her story, she starts to get other puzzle pieces and puts them together for you. So you don't feel like... She's either leaving out information or not seeking information. Her brain is always going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she's always trying to figure out her life and who she is, um, the way she was found on the off the, the river. Yeah. yeah. When she was taken in, how yeah. she became an assassin and um what that was like for her. Sort of her being an assassin, she takes it with pride because she's like, Yeah, I am an assassin that may be looked down upon, but I could have been dead, which would have been worse. So I'm grateful that whatever I got, it was a, it was life, you know, like she, and she understands the value of life and she's like not pitying herself. She's not none of that. She's like, this is me. This is who I am. This is, this is the path I was given. It is what it is. I've tried to make the best of it. Hate it. I love it. And that's what I love about her is that she really embraces the good and the bad of her life. Yeah. And I, I especially like the, how you were talking about earlier, the little tidbits that she gives into the past and then the things she's thinking about in the present like that giving of information that's how i want it to be i want to learn with her and i want it to be like i want it to be given to me in a way that's interesting not just like okay here you go read this entire paragraph it's a Mm -hmm. backstory and i'm like no no that's not that's not interesting so yeah Mm -hmm. i really like that um at the end of chapter two Prince Dorian says that he has a proposition for Sully. And then that moves us Mm -hmm. into (laughs) chapter three. I'm going to find her a better nickname. So basically, he talks about the proposition. He was like, for six years of freedom, I need you to be my sponsor and win this competition. She's like, why do I need a competition? Like, I'm badass. You see what I can do. That's the whole reason why I'm here. And he's like, yeah, well, I haven't seen it firsthand. And... Neither is the king. We got to convince him. And I think he has full faith in her. Like, yeah. Dorian's not an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and he's never came off as an idiot, you know? 
then he also told her, you know, you're you're gonna have to compete under an alias. We cannot say that Selena was a little ass girl <laughs> that Yo. we've all been afraid of. Bro, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was the part that blew me. I was like, oh my God. The fucking ego of men. Yeah. The facts. ego of men. The pride of men. Like it's like we can't tell them they got their asses handed to them. By right. a girl. Exactly. And I love the way that after all that, she's being given freedom. Like silver platter, you know? Yeah. All she gotta do is do what she does best. You know what I mean? And even then, she knew the value of her life. And she was like, I'm not doing that shit for six years. I'm doing it for four. I like that she negotiated. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. Because he because he was like, I want you to be my champion too. And she's like, first of all, yep. the both yep. of y'all want me to fight for you. You're going to have to lower that sentence. Six years is too fucking much. So they negotiated. Yeah. Which further proves, further proves to her that they need her. She knows the value of her life. And this was such a huge... She's such a huge breath of fresh air compared to a lot of female fantasy leads. God, yes. She doesn't have that self-pity. And Selena, got, she's walking around with scars on her back that, that she can never get rid of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That only clothing can hide. It'll never heal. And so she's like, she got a lot that she could complain about and she does it. Like, she's just like, this is me. This is who I am. And I yeah. love it. And I love that. I love that. Another thing is, too, I get why Dorian was assessing, like, her skill set, telling her she had to, like, compete, whatever. But why was he sizing her up and down? Like, like, oh, yeah, I could see her potential of looking pretty and being in dresses and stuff like that. I'm like, this bitch is supposed to be killing for you. Mm-hmm. The fuck do you care she looks like? Well, I think it's he had his own agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had an agenda. There's a little more here, especially the further we read. Like three chapters, yeah, you know, four five. I was like, oh, okay, so he's not just a pretty, you know, smooth talker. There's a little more going on in the back there that we really have to like pay attention to. Gotcha. But yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do uh, feel a little like <clears throat> about it because she accepts the deal, but I'm like, I don't know if we could actually trust him. <laughs> he seems like he does seem cool. He does seem cool, but he also seems like the type that, like, if he gets in trouble, he'll throw you under the bus immediately. <laughs> True. So I'm just like, mm. like every other royalty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, I guess I guess we'll see as we read along. Um, We move into chapter four and my notes were basically like, it's been a while. Obviously, I mean, it's been a year, but like she couldn't even really sleep on the bed. Like she's so used to sleeping on whatever it is that they had her sleeping yeah. on in this camp that like the bed was just too soft for her. And I was like, okay, so trauma. This this chick is like. I, I, I get that it was trauma, but I was immediately like, <laughs> one pillow. No pillowcase. You ever go night-night? <laughs> you ever go night-night? It's like, I'm too hard yeah. for this soft shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I also really, really wanted to bring up the thing with the dogs. So before yeah. they, they ride off to, okay, I got another word here. Rift chold. Rift hold. Rift hold. Oh fuck. Where where does he come from? <laughs> I run a I run a C in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, rift hold. Goddamn baby. Taking my brain. Uh, okay, <laughs> <Baby>. so rift- <laughs> taking my brain. So rift hold is what it is. Yeah. All right. So before they ride off to rift hold, um, Dorian has, I think, like three dogs, and they all come barreling over to Cece. That's what I'm gonna call her, Cece. And um, he said it was weird for her dogs to acknowledge her when she didn't like have anything to offer them, like food or treats or something like that. Selena, right. Selena, Selena, Cece, Cece also, Selena, Selena, Cece, Cece also has. <laughs> um, she also has like this gold ring around her irises, 
So immediately mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> she controls dogs. Boom. <laughs> we, Werewolf strength. We moved on to the world of wolf. <laughs> Team wolf. <laughs> Team wolf. Alpha done. <laughs> I will say that me rewatching the old episodes of Teen Wolf has definitely had some influence on that theory. So girl, bear with me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I love Team Wolf. Shout out to Talaposi and uh, Dylan O'Brien. Oh, I love Dylan them. O'Brien. Anywho, get back on track. <laughs> um, This isn't super important, but I love how in the back of her mind, this bitch is always thinking about how she can kill somebody. I fucking <laughs> love that. The more, the more she went in, the more she was like, well, if I did this and did this, his head would roll. Mm. And I was like, yes, it'd be oh. so easy to disarm him and slit his throat. She's I was badass. like, Ooh. <laughs> like, I like where your mind is going. No, because when I'm in the car, I'd be like, same. <laughs> <laughs> if I just ran my car. I just ran this motherfucker over real quick. <laughs> We'd be good. We'd be good. Oh, my God. But yeah, I just, I love that about her personality. She has a lot of character. And I love how Sarah is like writing that like through or making sure that that shows. Also, the whole ride there. Shawty is getting on KO's nerves. On purpose. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose, yes. But I can't tell if she was using this as a tactic or if she's actually interested in a friendship of some sort with him. The way I took it is she is the kind of person that she's charismatic. She's spunky. She is someone that, again, she doesn't count her woes. She is just like, well, since we're too fucking stuck together, so what's your name? How are you? Where are you from? Might as well make the best of it. And it especially bothers her that someone that, sh- that she sees who is so privileged walks with his head so up high like he's better than her and that drives her bananas because she comes mm. from such humble roots where she's just like, loosen up, bro. He don't get it. He hasn't got the memo. Gotcha. That makes that makes more sense. After that, they stop to have lunch and then we move on to chapter five. Chapter five is where we actually got um, a decent amount of information. Especially about her um, her parents and her town and stuff. Yeah, so Sel- Selena. Selena. Cece. Selena. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Selena. Basically, she was born in Terrasen. Terrasen. Okay. Does that sound familiar to you? Because it sounds familiar to me, like I heard the name of that in Akatar, but it, I cannot, for the love of God, remember why. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm listen. I'm here for reread purposes only. <laughs> I can't do it. We gonna have to reread Akatar. God damn it, <laughs> Steph! Come on, I. But I bought it up. It's not like you bought it up. So before we jumped into five, when she was talking to Ko, she did say, you know, as she's trying to get to know him. She was trying to inference because he wasn't giving her nothing. He wasn't responding to her. And the way he, yeah. like, he held himself, right. he yeah. carried himself. She asked him, are you royalty? And he kind of like gave her a reaction. She was like, ah, I knew it. You are a lord. Like, that's yeah. why you got the stick up your ass. And she was like, so you have your title? And he was like, no. And she was like, why? What's the tea? And he was like, you know, I'm not going to tell you shit. Mind your damn business. You know, and that's when we went to five, which is just funny because- um, when you said Terrison and then knowing he's a lord, you know, again, the universe do align. That's not a spoiler. Um, Sarah J. Mass does say it, but that's all I can say. I, can, I feel guilty if I say any more than that. You you don't have to feel guilty by saying it because my brain still ain't clicking and it's, it still ain't putting together two and two. <laughs> Maybe not you, but the listener's going to be like, bitch, shut up. 
They're going to be like, tell Stephanie not to read with y'all. Kick out. But yeah, I was just like, I kept rereading that word and like, Terrasan, Terrasan, what what the fuck is that? What is it? Ah, I can't remember why it's so important. So that drove me fucking crazy. I'm going to write this word down and then just go over all the Akatar books. Like, <laughs> like go over all of our notes for Akatar. Right. It's just like, it drove yeah, me Yeah, it insane. just figured the fuck out. Because I knew, I knew in the back of my mind, I was like, I've heard it before. I know, I yep. know it has something to do with acting. Like, I know. Bitch, I know. And you haven't even read Crescent City. Wait till you get the holy fuck from that. Oh, jeez. All I can tell you is it's all relevant. Yeah, I know. Which is why it makes me even more mad because I'm trying to get these <laughs> fucking clues together. And I can't, goddamn, I have all the pieces, bitch. I have all the pieces. <laughs> Easter eggs. I just can't. I can't jigsaw it. Can't put them together. Oh God! So Cece also mentions the fact that they stopped in this what used to be a magical or mystical forest. Oh wait! Before before she mentions that, she she says that she was um brought up by Arab Arabin, who is the king of the assassins. So that's the man that trained her. And I just sat there. I was like, okay. So at eight years old, she was found. And he took her under his wing and trained her. I was like, you're training a little girl. How to kill. To be uh-huh. a killer. Yeah. At the ripe age. At the ripe which age. Which is fucking wild, but. Give her purpose. Look at this. She was trained to kill from eight and she doesn't hate. She doesn't have a hating soul. She's here out here trying to make friends. Yeah. Trying to make the best yep. out of her life. Yeah. Yep. I love her. <laughs> Y'all gonna hear this a lot. Steph <laughs> <laughs> is fangirling. <laughs> Later, after that, she mentions when they stop for lunch that they're in the magical forest, and that it used to belong to a fae called Brennan. Why does that sound like the uh, the Doublemint twins, Brennan and Bray? I thought you. Whatever. I knew you was gonna say that because <laughs> I thought about it. I looked at the name and I was like. No, I was like, no. I, I was like, it sounds, it, but uh, again, I was like, if it's not him, it has to be somebody else because it sounds familiar. I feel like I've heard that name before. And basically the king now, who is the king of uh, Adderall, the whole country or whatever, and who has been taking mm-hmm. over the other countries, he's the one that pretty much slaughtered or um, what's the word for uh, uh, get rid of, tell them to go away. Oh, shit. Banishment. There we go. It took me, it took me a minute. Or he banished the phase. And so, like, she, she knows and she can feel that there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of magic, but there's also a lot of trauma in that forest. Mm-hmm. And she's telling the guards, you know, like, mind your mouth, because <laughs> you might wake up to somebody holding a knife over top of your throat. Like, be be polite, respect the space. Um, And I found it interesting that she's so connected with magic. So that was my second clue. I'm like, bitch, you definitely got a gift. What is it? Let me see. <laughs> I, I also liked how they how it was explained that um this place was uh, the place for gnomes, sprites, nymphs, goblins. But when it came to fae and fairies, they differentiated. It was like uh, fae are the larger human-like creatures and they are immortal. And I was like, Okay, good. Because I've always wondered. <laughs> I was like, I always wondered the difference between fae and fairies. Oh no, bitch, they're the same. They could just shrink and like grow. I just I like that it was explained here, and it you know was like this is what it is. Yeah. Um. She also explains to us that she has magic in her blood, and mm-hmm. she does say too. I think that she's glad that it's kind of disappeared. 
don't think it's disappeared. I think it's just the fact that she hasn't used it. But she said that if it hadn't, then she would probably be dead by now. The way that she said it, though, it didn't lead me to believe that it was because of the king might have sought her out to kill her. It leads me to believe that her gift is so powerful that, you know, she might have endangered herself. That's how I read it. or That's how I took it. Something else in this chapter was, like you said, the king had like banished magic. But then later down, it basically insinuates that like when he banished magic and like got rid of everything, it was almost like magic just disappeared altogether. Right. It's like, fuck it. You don't want me here? Fine. Pack a mess shit and leave. Fuck you. And him attacking the villages. Those magical families lived and their books and, you know, their livelihood. He made it so that they would leave and never come back, that they had nothing to come back to. Right. Yeah. Like a colonizer. <laughs> Sorry, that might be a little too heavy for this. Uh- <laughs> Listen, we're diverse women. What are they going to expect? We're going right. to talk about the real thing, okay? Right. Like dead ass. Right. <laughs> um, at the end of the chapter... She wakes up the next morning and she's inside of this little tent. She finds at the end of her bed, little footprints and little white flowers. She snatches up the flowers and puts it in her bag and then like tries to get rid of the uh, the footprints. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that this is clearly the activity of like a sprite or maybe a fairy or maybe a little goblin gnome. I don't know. But clearly they wanted her to have this Uh gift. I'm wondering, though, what do the flowers do? Like, do they enhance her power? Are they a sign of respect? I think they were a sign of respect because she was defending the forest and the magical creatures who live there and what it represented. Mm -hmm. And I think they just overheard and appreciated her for sticking up for them. Yeah. So it was a thank you in my eyes. Yeah, it was an interesting place to to stop reading for the episode because I was like, she going to eat these flowers and then turn into something and then, you know, make her grand escape. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Overactive fucking imagination over here. Um, But yeah, those are the first five chapters for the book already. Loads of information, lots of story happening, uh, relationships being formed. I love it. Yes. Do you guys have any, well, not you, Stephanie, but (laughs) Ashley, (laughs) do you have any predictions for what you think is going to happen next time? Like, I don't know how far down the line will this happen. But to me, I'm thinking the gnomes or the sprites or whatever provided her with those little flowers. Immediately, I was like, oh, shit, what if this bitch is wrong? <laughs> I sat there. I was like, this shit is like high up there or something. Because I, like to me, I like I understand the concept of, of it. Maybe it was just a sign of respect because she did defend, you know, the, the forest and everything. But when I first read it, my interpretation was watch this bitch be royal. I was like, watch this chick be some type of royalty, some type of something. Yeah, that, that's where my brain went. So you saw it as a sign of respect for her role. Yeah, exactly. Like what, you know, Hollow Vows was trying to do. But this is yeah. this is where I was like, oh, OK, this makes sense. <laughs> Hollow Vows was trying to do. So, yeah, how about you, Morgan? I had two. Uh, one I already mentioned where the ring of gold around her eyes means she's the alpha. Um, and then the second one, I think that Dorian and possibly the king know way more about her abilities, her magical abilities, than they're letting on, which is why they need her so desperately. Not only that because she has that reputation as the best assassin in all of... Um, uh, Irelia? Uh-huh. Is that what's going on? I'm going to watch you. St- Irelia. Fuck you, Ashley. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to watch you struggle for a little bit. All of the land. The <laughs> land. The land. And all the land. And also because she has untapped potential for power. And they've already, or the king has already made sure that anything that has to do with magic, fey people, fey people. Fey people. <laughs> <laughs> 
what is going on? Uh, but they've excommunicated themselves and they've made enemies out of anybody that uses magic. So knowing that she has magic and she could potentially be swayed to be on their side, it could work for them. I, I just, I just love, I just love her. Like, I just love the way she just appreciates everything. Trauma is a repeating theme in Sarah J. Mass's writing. And um, I think you get to really see, since this is like her first, you know, series from when she was so young. I love how you can see, like, you can see, like, yeah. this is who an author is through her writing. Like, she's a person that acknowledges these things and appreciates these things. And she wants it to, like, be read, like, the, just the process of trauma and healing and all of those things. It's it's just, it's yeah. just, I love her. So. Trey Magnifique. Yeah. So Side note, does anybody know what Trey Magnifique is? I don't know, Magnifique. This is just being very magnificent. That's what I thought is it was. It? Okay, because I, I don't want to use it the wrong way. <laughs> I'm sure someone will correct us. A bitch didn't take French, she took Spanish. <laughs> but if anybody is listening and has any like um, controversial or different ideas on what we do, I want to hear it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let us know. But make sure, keep in mind, if you've already read the series, keep in mind that there are two fresh sets of eyes on these pages. So don't come in here and ruin no shit. Um, yeah, so that's it for this episode. Uh, the next chapters that we're going to read are chapters six through 10. And we will be back to discuss what other things that CC is getting into. Yes. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, with, <laughs> with that being said, um, thank you guys for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.